0: Ben, good to see you. Hey, bud. Look, man, this is our first uh, Tom Hanks movie on the re- reviewers. Hopefully, first of many.
1: Last. Oh, yeah, it's not the last one. That's well.
0: Sure. Uh, I got I got a little challenge for you. Let's see how many Tom Hanks movies we can name in thirty seconds. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Toy Story. Uh, big. Toy Story 2 Toy Story 3 uh that's uh cheating Um, uh, Terminal um Castaway uh, Joe versus the Volcano um, um oh that's a good one um uh, oh my uh,
0: goodness what's the, do- there's the, the 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 burbs uh <laughs> Turner and Hooch oh yeah yeah uh, Turner uh, in right. Seattle um, so, uh, oh, you've so got good. mail
1: oh um, man you're killing me you're killing me um yeah um uh green mile um yeah green mile oh we're at
0: 30 we're already at 30 man uh, it's hard when philadelphia.
1: you got the... i forgot how do we forget philadelphia <sighs> that was the oscar win i mean he got I he got know. the
0: oscar for that
1: yeah he's just in so many good ones You got to love the guy. He's America's actor. You know,
0: he is America's actor. I mean, nobody can do it like Did We didn't say Forrest Gump.
1: (laughs) Ben, we literally uh we need to quit. We're fired. I'm firing us. We have uh, we have ruined this whole competition. Well, Um, I I don't know. You know, Paul, there's just so many things that he's done over the years i'm not sure if we could name any of our any of our possible favorites of tom hanks i mean if i'd named my top 10 favorite movies of all time i'd probably include three tom hanks movies
0: yeah yeah i think that's it'd be hard to keep it to three probably <gasps> uh and and i bet on that list might be one movie that we didn't name but we're going right. to talk a lot about it right here
1: oh yeah it's one of my what, favorites what is it saving private ryan
0: saving private ryan god bless oh, america And welcome to the reviewers. We're on a mission from God. Apollo 13, a league of their own.
1: Man, I mean, we could go on and on. There's so many we missed. That thing you do. Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. Uh, uh, Right, I that's cannot. what you
0: say to me every time we sign on for this podcast. <laughs>
1: that's right. I'm glad you recognize it where it was from. <laughs> um, but what's the one that Greyhound? He just did Greyhound. That yeah, was,
0: Greyhound was. Uh, you know what my uh, my son yeah. Stephen loved Greyhound. Really? Like he's he's really into like military type of stuff. <laughs> like ships I'm, and stuff? I'm not showing him. I'm not showing him Saving Private Ryan. But uh, Greyhound no, was yeah. was safe enough, and he loved that. You know, submarine drama type of yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome
1: i mean that's a kind of a what, classic dad movie yeah. like submarines dad like you know it's like yeah. you have every every dad falls in the trap of being really interested in submarines and yeah at some point in there yeah movie. yeah well yeah oh, he's so um, good he's so good we could do this man we could yeah. do this all day long but let's let's um saving private Ryan. it's memorial day uh it is and and it's an appropriate time to talk about saving private ryan do you have uh, plans
0: memorial day plans
1: memorial day for me um is always uh, the kickoff of the summer i mean there's obviously a, a solid moment to it an appreciation for it How, you Absolutely. Know, Paul, i know that you're a big um you're a big athlete uh, endurance athlete have you ever done the Murph do you know what the murph is no no i've you know, not done the Murph. This? so it's a thing that a lot of people do um it's named after a guy who, who, who passed away, but it's a, it's a certain workout and I can't remember all the details of it, but it's like almost, it feels like an impossible workout. It's like a a mile. And then like, I don't, maybe like 500 sit-ups, like, 200 push-ups or something 100 pull-ups and it's and, and then you run them out a mile and you're supposed to do it all in a certain period of time Ooh. it's a big thing that a lot of people in in my neighborhood and community do I've never done it before I'm not really in that that type of shape but a lot yeah. of people do that on Memorial Day and it's it's a it's a it's an act of remembrance um, and just because he he did it first like he, he was okay. the person to set it cool. up so.
0: cool That's, yeah what about yeah? Y'all? you lost you lost me at pull-ups there Pull ups.
1: yeah push-ups and sit-ups all day pull-ups yeah. oh Mm-hmm. One, you, <laughs> two. <laughs> you, you remember the president? What is it? The president's
0: physical fitness physical challenge? Fitness challenge that, yeah, me. that we would have to do. Yeah. And uh, in elementary school, and um, one of them was pull-ups. Yeah. But uh, and and I was, I just, I mean, you see, yeah. you see these, um, Those guns. You, you, you see these guns right here, yeah. or or Unthemed. lack thereof. You know, yeah. my strength yeah. is in the calves, baby, and and the That's quads. Right. Don't, don't look, don't look above the waist, but, um, (laughs) uh, so I I could never do the pull-ups, but there was an option to, instead of doing the pull-ups, do you remember what you could do?
1: Uh, no. No. (laughs) I don't remember. <laughs> you could do the hang oh yeah yeah right yeah you just hang there for as long as you can and you, you had to hang, hang for like six minutes it was like oh my gosh my, or i, hang I could hang
0: minutes. like nobody else's business <laughs> and and my teacher literally one time uh one year had to say like okay paul you've You've got to get down. Yeah, You've got to because yeah. I did it for like ten minutes. And I, it's and like the just... sun
1: sets. You're still hanging there. Yeah, grip <laughs> <That's> strength. Right. <laughs> right. I used to practice by taping my hands to the monkey bars <laughs> with <my laughs> duct tape and just lay <laughs> hanging there. Oh, Miss Biggerstaff, bring it on. I can do this. Oh, <laughs> that was her name, Miss Biggerstaff. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh man, bless her heart. Yeah. So, anyways, Memorial Day. You guys have plans? You guys do anything fun? Um,
0: you know, it's weird as as. A minister, I'm sure you experienced this. It's sure. it's tough to take like the weekend away, you yeah, know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and go to the beach. Ben and I are in North Carolina, so the the beach is not far. But um, you know, having to be in church on Sunday. It, yeah, it you know, it's kind of tough to navigate. So yeah, we got a we got a wedding that we'll go to on on Saturday. We'll enjoy cool. that and Good. um, uh, just enjoy a slower pace. And like you said, uh, uh, demonstrate some some gratitude for totally. uh, the sacrifices that help us to do so freely. So um, yeah. like but we this said, is a great movie, this is a yeah, great movie
1: for it. I mean, I think it that is if, if there are folks that um, are listening to this early on Monday morning, you, uh, you have time to watch it and it's actually on Netflix now, which is great. I was just looking up an article. Yeah. I looked up an article on, um, on, I don't remember what day of the week it was, uh, but I was trying to, Research something about the movie and it was from february of 2022 and it says it is not available on netflix as of this week uh watching it it is available on netflix so i watched it this morning
0: wow yeah okay because i i couldn't find it on netflix i watched it on paramount plus
1: uh so i'm pretty positive i watched it on. call me crazy do you have oh netflix i believe too? you plus i know yeah. that
0: you're in with like all of these shady russian characters and people who give you you know, know access to yeah. like your netflix isn't like everybody else it's not netflix. spelled the
1: same in fact i'm no. not really sure They're it's not uh they aren't part of the english character yeah
0: uh, they're, they're interesting characters netflix. and things like but it's still red and black so i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically the same thing um, Yeah, it, well, this
1: one just requires you give your social security number as well as your uh, <laughs> uh, information <laughs> so that's one extra third like wall i guess they, they call sounds, it a third wall of security you have yeah. to give them your social security number so hey, to make sure no one steals your account
0: sounds legit smart yeah, it's smart it's, it's legit well however you watched it uh i'm glad that you did and we hope that our, our our listeners did but i bet you even if they didn't watch it recently they have have watched it because this is it's a around. um this is a movie that is, is quite famous and yeah. almost um,
1: 25 years, man. 25 years. Yeah,
0: you're right. Wow. 98, 98. Yep. Um, and it's one that I know that will stand for decades and decades more. Cause it's just, it's just a classic in that regard. Uh, some, you know, quick stats on it. Like I said, 1998. Um, it won. Um academy awards in in 99 uh for let me find it here i got too many tabs open there
1: was a lot i mean i think it was nominated was it nominated for 11 academy awards i think It,
0: it was it was nominated for best director best sound mixing cinematography editing sound editing best picture best actor original score screenplay production design makeup and hairstyling and it won the 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 one of the big categories that it won was best director Uh, Spielberg got his second win for, for that. And then it it won, uh, I think four other, like some some of the technical categories, but we should, we should start off, I guess, by saying that leads us into perfectly. What is probably the reason that this film, um, what has certainly helped it to endure for so long and helped it make such an impact, and yeah. it did come out and to Vin grab Diesel. everybody's attention.
1: It was Vin Diesel. That's why that's it.
0: <laughs> it was absolutely Vin Diesel. That, he won he for best stole, actor. Stole, he did. Well, he, he was robbed. Uh, he
1: was robbed. He was robbed.
0: And I will <sighs> bang that drum all day long. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's, it's the opening sequence, Ben. Sure. It's uh, that, that D-Day sequence where they um, are arriving on the beaches at Normandy. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, it is, um, uh, long um yeah and and i think that's part of what helps it make its impact is because you, you start thinking well wait a minute on any other movie this scene would be over by now but it keeps yeah going it's
1: like 25 it, minutes it's yeah a, which is a quarter of most movies
0: right and and it adds to the it, it establishes the the realism of the movie yeah. it's it's very it's a very uh hand that a lot of handheld camera um very disorienting in a lot of ways Uh, there's no score set behind it all you hear are the sounds of war Uh, spielberg was really big on on authenticity using the the exact types of ammo that that were were used in world war ii and um having the exact type of uniforms and all this so it it very much uh, it's you know he wanted to make it as close to being there uh, as as possible and, and I think no. that he achieved it. I even I was listening to a podcast about it and, and they noted how um, even the sound when when uh, the soldiers uh, go underwater when they're jumping off the boats at the beginning um, then the sound goes underwater and so right. you start to hear the right. bullets going into the water, the water as water. they yep. would have heard it and yep. um, it's yeah. just.
1: It's powerful, man. It's so good. And I've heard Tom Hanks talk about it too. Uh, I listened to a podcast um, a while back and I can't remember all that he said about it, but I just remember him being so struck by filming that and and kind of how startling it was and how fascinating and how well done it was. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, you know, really, I mean, when the United States, and I think the United States still does this quite a bit, just as a country, like needs a narrator for something involving a war, like Tom Hanks is the mm-hmm. guy they call. I mean, maybe it, maybe I'm over-dramatizing this, but I feel like he's been a, a narrator for... Uh, stories about World War II and veterans and he's done a lot of good stuff
0: mm-hmm. for
1: that community and I wouldn't be shocked I mean if you were to ask him and push comes to shove I I wouldn't be shocked if him filming this scene is part of the reverence that led to him just being so appreciative and being such a spokesperson for veterans and for um, the 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 way in which we memorialize uh, World War II and and just how powerful it was um, you know wow it's just good it's yeah good.
0: Yeah, man I, I i think you're I think you're right uh, because he really has been prevalent in you know documentaries or docu series yep. or, or or things related to um, World War II, that Greatest Generation. Um, yeah. and i I don't remember that being so until this film came about. Um, you know, and I think that he Spielberg's dedication to the realism. Is what helped him, you know, probably like you said, establish some of that, some of that deep reverence. Uh, yeah. And they were so dedicated to that that even before, um, well, to help prepare for filming, um, they went to a boot camp basically, mm-hmm. which was run by uh, Dale Die is the guy's name, and he uh, kind of is. The go to guy in Hollywood for if you want to get your cast in a war movie into physical, mental shape over what war is about. He's a veteran himself. Um, He's the guy to go to. And, uh, you know, apparently, like six days into this camp, all the cast was ready to quit because it was just, I'm sure, you, you know, because it was terrible um training uh to recreate these these circumstances and what these men went through uh and everybody wanted to go home except for tom hanks and tom hanks is Mm. the one who who told them um guys look you know years from now you're going to look back on this and you will regret if you walk away now and so he he compelled everybody to stay and he you know he's he was the the oldest guy among them at that point they were all these these young guns who 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 couldn't make it so um
1: but let's just pause and like talk about what actors he who who did this like he recruited in because one of the startling things about watching this movie 25 years after seeing it um and i mean i i'm sure i saw it 10 years ago i haven't seen it in a really long time but the list of actors in this movie is absolutely <laughs> bananas and they yes. only show up sometimes for like two minutes but obviously we said vin diesel matt damon is private ryan edward burns brian cranston uh barry pepper and tom sizemore and adam goldberg these are all like people uh, paul giamatti uh, paul giamatti showed uh, up like yeah. Uh, Ted Danson like uh, it comes in into it uh, Giovanni Rubisi is a part of it I mean it's like every actor Nathan um, Fillion yes um, Andrew Scott um, who's the guy that plays uh, Moriarty and he plays in um, uh, what is he in he's in Fleabag he's like the, the sexy priest in Fleabag um, um, he's my uh, role model uh, so he um, I'm about to say I've been called a sexy priest before <laughs> I'm really kind of waiting for the callback from that one yeah um, <laughs> he uh but all these people that were that just kind of played a a quick snip i don't know how they got all of these people to be in it but it's pretty pretty amazing to watch
0: well you know i think it it shows the um talent of the casting department to to recognize talent because this was for a lot of those individuals this was their first big thing i mean matt matt damon was not matt damon at this point you you know and um you know he he shortly became that, but, you know, sure. uh, or Brian Cranston, you know, right. he was he, he didn't have, you know, Walter White yeah. under his right. belt at that yeah. point. And and so I, I think it's yeah, it's it just demonstrates how um,
1: how well uh, they yeah. did in, in casting. It's a fun watch just for that alone to see the different people who pop up.
0: Yeah, man. Well, other than the, the cast, what are some of just the general thoughts that you had about this film?
1: You know, I think. Um, I mean, it's a, it's it's so well done, and it's so good, and it stands the test of time too. Some movies like this just don't last for twenty five years, and I still went back and watched it, and it was just an excellent watch in general. I think it is long. I think that like there's something really, um, uh, the fact that it is long, and especially that opening scene, hmm. forces you to almost embody um, and endure war in a way that like spielberg kind of knows what he's doing there he's like not going to make a quick movie about war um um because because of just the nature of it uh, being such a long struggle but I, i you know i didn't i forgot how long it was it is a little long uh but general things i mean there's some pretty powerful scenes throughout um throughout the whole thing and there's it's just i don't know like the wonder what, are, what are, like what stands out to you beyond that opening scene um, Well I think the opening scene sets yeah.
0: the stage at sure. least for for a lot of the tone and and one of you know one of the things that has to be said um, is I know we're speaking very reverentially of this and everything but um, it's also very gory um, right you know that's yep. part of the realism, right is it depicts yeah as best as i could imagine anyway what um, just just the bloodiness uh, and the violence of war um, particularly that war and and something as um harrowing as uh, d-day so that is something that i always think about first when i watch this film and it keeps it from being one of those as beloved as it is, and as much as I appreciate it and and like it, I don't know that it's as rewatchable as some huh. of the others. Right. You know, at least right. as yep. enjoyably rewatchable. Yeah, this is
1: this is a one we're playing back every year. Yeah, no. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's um, it's not exactly Schindler's List level of sure. difficulty for me, but. But it is, um, it ain't. Yeah, you know.
1: And I think it ain't Joe
0: versus the volcano either. So,
1: <laughs> you know, I think that this. Uh, so I think it's it, it's intentionally gory for a couple of reasons. Uh, is is my take on this. I mean, one is to show the brutality of war um, and just the realism of it um, and how tough it is. But I think that the other part is that um, what Spielberg could be trying to do in that opening scene or what it made me think is just it, it may, it t- all of a sudden turns all of these casualties into nameless and faceless people mm. um, where they are. Obviously you have a lot of like the actors and the main actors who are making their way through the, and they have to kind of stay intact for the plot line. Um, but you have all these people dying all around them constantly. Um, and they quickly just pile up. Bodies just pile up. Limbs just pile up. And it becomes this, this like dehumanizing um, almost in the way that war does to us in any type of mass casualty or tragedy where where people just become statistics and they become nameless, faceless folks. And, and that affects the troops, obviously. There's a really powerful scene um, about halfway through the movie where all of the guys that are part of this troop are um, – are making their way and they're looking for, for a private Ryan and they wind up just finding all of these dog tags. And it's almost like they are making light of the people who have died because they've got the dog tags, which is what you collect when a person passes away and they're taking them home and they're almost using them like poker chips. And, and mm-hmm. it, it just dehumanizes you and it makes you see casualties. And it, 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 it f- from a theological lens to me is what war does in general and what, which, which removes the image of God from the other, right? Mm. And from the people, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that, you know, I'm
0: glad that you mentioned that. I think um, I've not heard that, that this is an intentional connection at all, but one of the things that always stood out to me about ET, you know, which was one of, uh, as Spielberg was still really solidifying himself as just the the director yeah. is uh, that you never see any of the adults' faces, hmm. not until the very end. So uh, it it keeps the drama and, and the the film, the plot focused on the kids, focused right. on E. T. Um, hmm. and, and I've just always thought that was such. It took me watching it a dozen times before I ever realized. Wait a I minute! I don't know if that's. I don't. Know if I've never really seen that. anybody's face, yeah, except for the mom. Right. but uh, well, all yeah, the other no, adults right. the science teacher the you know um, people on the trail for ET you don't see their faces it, and it's similar in this right? right you you see the faces of you know the people who are necessary for the plot but we don't we don't see any or get to know any of uh, the Germans that, the americans are constantly attacking right other other than the one who gets captured um you know we we don't pause long enough for that um and we we don't you know like you were saying even a lot of the uh, the men who are killed on the american side you know we we don't see Uh, their faces one quite one quite literally has his face blown off, off, you know, implodes. And so I I think that that there is a message in there of the the dehumanizing element of war and, you know, that you I wonder if that is I'm sure it is like, a defense mechanism that you just have to develop to make it through something as terrible mm. as war if, if your brain doesn't just reach this level where you have to stop looking at other people as people in order to retain your sanity and ensure or improve the chances of your own survival which is sure. I'm not arguing for the rightness or wrongness of that. I'm just, just uh, I think that that's what happens. Yeah. That that's right. Yeah. That, that, right. that might be what, what happens. Um, yeah. and, and speaking of, you know, the rationalization, you know, I'm sure that you do start to develop um, these ways that you rationalize it. There was a scene sure. where they're in the church and uh, Tom Hanks is Captain Miller. Uh, is is explaining i can't remember who he's talking to there i think he's talking to time sizemore's character he says when you end up killing one of your men you tell yourself it happened so you could save the life of two others or 10 others maybe 100 others do you know how many men i've lost under my command 94 but that means i've saved 10 times that maybe 20 and that's how you do it that's how you rationalize making the choice Mm. between the mission and the man yeah and
1: uh that's tough man yeah i mean it's tough because it's just it's the you know and i i totally hear you on the idea of of that that's what the brain does perhaps as a a, a self-defense mechanism and that's kind of what our minds do is we have to begin to just start to to list them as numbers and casualties i've never been in that situation uh, before never been military um uh, or, or even in places of major crises but i do feel it to be a dangerous territory when we begin to look at individuals as dispensable and disposable and um and we make them a statistic and a number as opposed to us as opposed to a person with a story mm-hmm. which is exactly what this movie i think is 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 trying to do and spielberg's trying to do um is to to um uh numb the viewer in that opening scene so that war just kind of is it gets you in that place it gets you alongside in the foxhole right beside um everybody around you so that you become numb to it too all of Mm -hmm. the shooting and dying and death is just all around you um and then you juxtapose that and put it over against the whole mission which is to save this one dude um and to get this one guy who has a very specific name who has a very specific Mm -hmm. story and to get him home and it cuts through that numbness and brings you back to reality to say that every individual matters. Yes. Every individual yes. is made in the image of God. Um, and, and I, I mean, just to kind of draw a parallel to kind of where we are right now, I saw a news story this morning. We uh, um, that was that from, from NPR that shared that uh, a million people have now passed away from COVID, um, and and b- taking people's numbers. I'm sure people report different numbers, but we're all kind of in that ballpark um, of the million dollar, million-person mark, um, and they they just want to memorialize that and acknowledge that on NPR by sharing. Uh, a list of people's names, and and they went and interviewed, or at least they got this collection of people who had passed away, and they interviewed their family members, and they got their favorite song, and um, and they put the person's picture beside their favorite song, um, and played the two, and it just brings the human element back into a statistic like that that says mm-hmm. these are people who have uh, kids and who have parents and who have spouses and who have um, uh, who have pets and who have like relationships and human relationships and best friends, and and they've got famous stories and birthdays and favorite songs that. Yeah. Yes. And it brings the humanity back into tragedy. And I yes. think that's what Spielberg's trying to do in this whole thing is like in the inhumanity of war and like the dehumanizing of war, bring um, uh, bring names and faces and stories back into it and be like this affected real people. Yes. Uh, you know,
0: And and then so, yes, what he does is he takes all of these people who are fighting in this war um, on both sides really right and laser focuses in on one of them right and and it's Mm -hmm. it's a amazing story it's 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 a terrible story it's a tragic story it's heartbreaking um and then for as long as this movie is think about that's just one man's story and then look at the guy next to him because mm-hmm. he's got one too he's got he's, too. Got, he's yeah. got a mama too he might yeah. not have three brothers uh right. three three other sons who uh, might get killed but but his life is also worth the exact same as private ryan's and you know there was a wonderful little detail that um that i'm, I'm glad that spielberg included because i'm sure it happened and it keeps us from falling into this trap of where we simply totally lionize one side and totally villainize the other side. Obviously, I'm not saying that the Americans weren't right and the Germans weren't wrong in this. Right. I mean, right. Nazism and Hitler. I mean, it, of course, it had to be like, you know, we can't imagine a world where, where we didn't succeed in our mission. Praise right. God that we did, right? But, um, you know that that doesn't mean that that the people fighting f- that stopped being people as they did it, and we carried every bit of our humanity and our brokenness and our sin yeah. into that, no matter which side of the fight we were on, and and that is displayed when two Americans after they've established a foothold uh there in normandy and um are surveying the area and they, they come up upon these two soldiers for the other side and the soldiers you know hold up their hands they're obviously surrendering um they you know are speaking very very rapidly in their own language and uh the americans you know who have just been shot at and and you know pushed to the brink of death and all these things uh say oh you know sort of gloatingly i'm sorry i can't hear you i can't understand you what are you saying what are you saying Mm. and it's obvious that these guys are surrendering but the americans end up shooting them right A, a a very interesting little detail in that is if you watch it with the subtitles, you learn that these guys weren't speaking German, that they were speaking Being Czech. Czech, Right. Yeah. And yeah. so they were very likely not with the German calls from the jump, you right, know, right. Uh, they were likely mm-hmm. captured, likely forced mm-hmm. into combat, likely, you know, mm-hmm. but if you ask them their philosophies, they might've been just as way more on board with the Americans. Right. Um, and the allies than than the axis of evil uh but
1: yeah it just goes it, to show. It's, yeah.
0: it's, that's their story right yeah and we didn't get to hear we didn't get to hear that and it's tragic
1: yeah. it's tragic absolutely and it just goes to show too and i mean this is this is where um we in the midst of war and this is something that you pick up on and, and, and i, I want to hear your thoughts on this um in, in the midst of war the lines between right and wrong get a little bit blurred, right? Um, and mm. the the idea of of um, yes, the cause is great and the cause is just, um, obviously, uh, but there is a level of um, doesn't mean that every action is in, in the midst of war is just, or every action in the midst of war is, um, you know, is it, necessarily a a moral deed that. In, in the midst of war there, it's just chaos right yeah uh, yeah it's just ca- kind of chaos so yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts on that part so
0: yeah man it's funny you mentioned chaos because as i was just jotting notes watching this i found myself writing the word chaos just over and over and over chaos is it, it's all over that opening scene on the beaches in normandy um and, and it pops up so many other times as well uh there's where Paul Giamatti is, uh, you know, trying to take a rest for a second and he knocks over this beam and it ends up knocking down a wall. And you see that there are all these other soldiers on the other side, um, you know, presumably German. It didn't right. seem like they were French and uh, they were just everybody's pointing their guns at each other and everybody's yelling and you can't make sense of anything And I think very intentionally on, on Spielberg's part. Um, And then uh, some Americans come in and uh, just end up, end up shooting the, the Germans anyway. Um, There are other scenes where it's very hard to follow. Even some of what the protagonists are saying, because Mm -hmm. there's people talking all around them and the noise of war is all around them. Um, Chaos, you know, shows up again as uh, you know they try and take down the two Germans or the couple of I don't know how many there were that were uh, pretty isolated up on that hilltop in that bunker, and they had a machine gun and they were just you know uh, Tom Hanks said this isn't our mission, but we got to do this. We got to take mm-hmm. these guys out. Mm-hmm. and It ends up you know costing them. Um, uh, that's when the medic dies, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. Giovanni Rabisi and um and it pushes everybody over the edge basically yeah. and uh, especially uh because uh, what's his name corporal upman yeah. Upman, uh yeah he you know is trying to act humanely toward the German right. and um and you know give him some water and all these things uh whereas the rest of the uh, troop is trying to make him dig his own grave and right, all this sort of right. stuff and um and they just start yelling at each other and it and it's chaos i mean uh yeah tom's i'm sorry i can't remember his character's name
1: hold on I, what's that guy's name there's too many troops to remember all their names but we know them the actors so
0: sergeant horvath sergeant, horvath, sergeant right. horvath ends up uh pointing a gun at edward burns private Rybin right. um and you know because Rybin is about to to walk off walk you know off, and this right. is yeah this is these are brothers you know that they're they've been in war together would die for each other and yet here's one pointing a gun at right. the other because he's threatening to to walk off. i mean it's it's chaos right. and there's just yeah they're yelling at each other and 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 it's terrible and finally tom hanks breaks the silence you know breaks yeah. the chaos by sharing some of his story um yeah. Yeah, the,
1: um yeah the whole thing is just i mean you know chaos causes not just enemies um to become deeper enemies and, and vilified. It, it brings out the villain in us, right? Um in uh, times it causes individuals and, and friends to turn on each other in the midst of chaos. Um and, and and all of all of the assumptions that we once had about camps and about where people stand and about like principles and morals and ethics and what matters most and like the decisions and the logic with which we make decisions is is um, completely removed. all mm-hmm. barriers are kind everything crumbles essentially in chaos. Um, and yep. as a result of it, like uh, um, what 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 could have been a rational idea um, is no, is like thrown out the window um, or what could have been a solution is thrown out the window or what um, seems like it could have been worked out between people um, is, is thrown through the window. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what do, what do we do in chaos? We, we don't like it. And so we try to find reason in it. We try to find explanations in it. We try to find purpose in it. And so um, but I think that, that what Spielberg, keeps us from doing with this movie is keeps us from coming up with a neat tidy uh, explanation for everything a neat tidy feeling about everything i'm glad that he includes the uh, human flaws of the good guys in this and, and some of the terrible things that they did because what What war is, is chaotic. Humans should not be doing this to one another. I I don't know that it's part of how we're made. And and that's one question I wanted to ask you and maybe Mm -hmm. gets us into speaking theology or whatever is. um, I was just thinking as I was watching this is is war just man's destiny is is that inevitable on this side of eternity until the kingdom comes and and peace is made fully manifest like is is are we just destined ultimately to kill one another to follow these these paths that lead to death like this
1: well paul take a seat i'm about to school you on some stuff uh uh, let me get my number two pencil (laughs) on my composition notebook that's right that's right um uh i mean this is a question that people just wrestle with for a long period of time this is where kind of some theological stances and where you stand on um kind of the nature of humanity it's where you stand on kind of the nature of sin it's kind of where you stand on uh what eternity means and what um uh uh sanctification means um all these things kind of put, factor into it i mean one of the things that i heard a couple weeks ago that i love it's it's true to kind of what united methodists believe um in this sense is a friend of mine pastor uh or reverend leesley aboa who's over in raleigh um was giving a talk and she was talking about just the the nature of why we do justice work and and why we why why we are called to not just do the work of repair through missions and through like putting band-aids on wounds but going in and preventing the wounds from ever happening again um, is because we are called as a people of faith um, to to see the world as god sees it um, to see others as god sees others um, and to dream things that cannot be seen by humanity i mean that's that's the nature of what faith is right we see things that people around us can't see we dream dreams that other people around us cannot even fathom um we uh imagine life as something um beyond uh what the world tells us life should be about or and beyond what the systems and structures and everything even works so like when people say things like you know they talk about um Let me just like say, let me throw an example out. When they talk about, you know, it being everyone... she she shed light on in the context of affordable housing, right? And the idea of like, well, you know, it's just the nature of the economic system in which like people are going to have to work their way up and to get housing. And like, that's the nature of the market. That's how the market works is that things just get more and more expensive. Um, Eventually salaries will get higher and higher so they can afford it, Um, you know, but that's just the way life works. So if a person in downtown X, uh, uh, you know, Can't afford to live there. Well, then they need to move to a place that they can afford. And her whole point was like, that's, that's us thinking like market based Mm -hmm. life, um, and, and allowing God to be boxed into the market, the housing market and saying, God, you can't move beyond this. Like, like you, you have to fit in within um, the economic structure or the housing market. And I think that this is true for war too. Is that if we think that like this is just the way that life is, that our destiny is just to be at war with one another, then we are boxing God and what God's vision is for us into simple human. Thinking, um, and so I don't think that this is our destiny. I I, I do believe this idea of um, going on to perfection, with a, which is a, a John Wesley saying that we become so filled with the love of God that we re- we reach perfection. Like we, God pours God's love into us, and that can be that can be on this side of eternity, right? Um, that we can reach that place. Now, do we always stay there? No, uh, we we backslide, we we, we make mistakes, and, and you know. But there is a sense in which. God continues to work God's grace in us through sanctification, we get better, we grow more fully in God's love. And if we don't start, if, if we just kind of say that's a personal thing, like a personal faith, a personal theology that like, it's just about me, and we don't start thinking about that perfection being communally, then um, I think we're shortchanging God um, and God's uh, uh, a vision for us as a people. So I um, I don't think it's our destiny got that yeah
0: okay my sharpened number two pencil has been just dulled completely i I, who was that guy you mentioned Wes? west
1: weston yeah 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 okay okay jack uh (laughs) yeah right
0: (laughs) no i I, he sounds like a brilliant guy i'd I'd love to have him come speak in my church
1: that's right Um, (laughs) might put you to sleep but
0: um no no thank thank you thank you ben for speaking that that word of hope because yes that um that tracks, man, that tracks with the, the faith that we, that we proclaim, right. Uh, Right. As long as that grave is empty, then then we have to hope in that type of resurrection for, for our world. And that, man, that does mean, uh, and elevating ourselves above uh, a a space where war is, is an option, you know, where where we make killing one another, um, something that's on the table,
1: yeah, you know, the, um, the, uh, as long as that craves empty love knows no limits. Um, and, I, and I think that that's true. And, and we've seen snippets of it, right? I mean, in World War Two, I can't remember where this happened. But this is like the famous story of two sides. might have been World War One, actually. It might have been kind of trench warfare where they're talking trenches. Silent Night where they start singing silent night together Yeah, it's right? world war one. Uh, yep. World war one. Yep. Um, and, and that, that scene of like people stopping and putting their arms down and then celebrating Christmas for that one day and having a ceasefire, um, and, and enemies coming together, um, yeah. around Christ right on that one day. Seriously. And that like is to me just a small snippet of what life could be. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't
0: know. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. It's like, okay, guys, let's, Let's get here more yep. often, right? You know,
1: yeah, totally.
0: So I want to circle back real quick to to one thing that, that we were on, but but sure. bring uh, bring it into sort of a biblical uh, yeah question. When you're talking about dehumanizing mm. and um, the the depersonalizing, uh, when we're talking about numbers on this massive scale. I have always had a hard time and, um, uh, some will say, well, that's just cause you just don't have enough faith or, you know, just not trusting in God's sovereignty or whatever, whatever. But dude, when I read these old Testament passages about mm-hmm. these wars, particularly that the Israelites would fight to claim their promised land. And we're reading about hundreds and thousands dying being murdered when we read about children and and parents and not so much the cattle I'm not as (laughs) worried about the livestock Uh but it's really you know some of the some of the other more more human folks that are just wiped out obliterated in swaths and Mm -hmm. and it's just I mean they get there, there are no names. There are no memorials for these people. They're just numbers Mm -hmm. and they're just included in whatever that huge number is, you know, and I know that this is not a, a problem that's unique to me, something that I have struggled with. And, and certainly I've, you know, developed a hermeneutic that, that helps me to deal with it. But, um, you know, it's hard for me to read those passages, man, and just be like, okay.
1: Yeah. 10, right.
0: 12,000, 24,000, whatever. Like, I don't care if they are Canaanites or if they were
1: who they were. Right. Because they were people as well. Right. Well, what is that he, he, hermeneutic that you have about it? I don't want you to ask me that. I yeah. just need <laughs> you to know that I have one. Got it. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Paul. Didn't mean
0: to take you there. No, no. You know what? I think it speaks to it. It is somewhat influenced by what I mentioned a moment ago, which is uh, humanity's desire to find reason in chaos. And um, God is a really good, solid, um, tough to argue with reason to put behind uh, the chaos of war and to make us swallow it a little bit easier Um, and, uh, suppose that that would expose the fact that I'm uh, not as much as maybe an inerrantist or or whatever Mm -hmm. as some of, um, uh, the other brothers and sisters in in our faith. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think that as we remember things and as we report things, um, if we put, you know, well, God said so on them. It's a lot easier for us to rationalize it and make mm-hmm. sense of some pretty terrible, difficult to swallow things. Doesn't mean that I don't think that the Israelites were God's chosen people or mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I, it it means that I think that they were still people and that they um, recorded and reported their history the same way that any of us other humans would.
1: Paul, you're touching on some things that are fascinating about your understanding of scripture. It's Cause I'm a fascinating that, person. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but there, the, we're not going to be able to unpack all that. I'm just going to go and tell you that uh, we're not gonna be able to unpack all that right now about uh, how you read scripture and how you read um, the, 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 uh, the old Testament. Um, you know, I, I think, but I think it is fascinating that, that that is, you're raising a great question. I mean, about the idea of just war, um, and, 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 and there being a very clear presence of war throughout scripture. Um, and there being images that probably didn't look too far from the opening scene of saving mm-hmm. private Ryan, yeah. uh, throughout scripture, um, not throughout, but certainly, um, uh, present. Um, it's not like we can avoid that at all. It's something to wrestle with, man. It's something to wrestle with. It's something that, that we, we like, I don't know. They, you know, they, they, they claim them to be texts of terror, the the, the passages of scripture that you don't want to face. Um, that's hard mm-hmm. for any pastor to preach. Um, and those are ones that I try to avoid. Um, <laughs> you know, um, those are the ones that we sh- shy away from, but yeah. The church does have to wrestle with.
0: So. Yeah. You're, you know, and, and that's why I'm really for us difficult as they are i'm really glad that they're there
1: 100 yeah
0: because it- we don't want just like spielberg didn't need to give us a, a, a another movie that was neat and tidy um, but that didn't reflect reality we don't need certainly for our holy scripture a book that is neat and tidy and doesn't yep, reflect that's reality right. that's right and fantasy. so Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that it makes me wrestle and that that it makes me question and and wonder. Well, what does this
1: say about God? What does this say about yeah about life? So there's that famous psalm. It reminds me of something you're you're hitting on. Um, uh, that famous song that uh, psalm that I can't remember what number it is, uh, but that that. Where the, where the people of Israel are crying out to God and, and praying that God might take their enemies' children's heads and bash them bash against, them against, against the, rock, the rocks, you yep. know, and it's like. Well, that's a scene uh, (laughs) uh, to behold, and that's quite the prayer um, for you to pray, people of God. Um, We might want to check ourselves in how we pray. But Alan Davis, um, the famous Duke professor of Old Testament, I remember, um, claims that this type of, like the the, the Psalms and the prayers that come from the lips of the people of Israel, the prayers that are even just so um, gory and shameful sometimes that we think there's no way we could possibly say that to God she calls the book of psalms um uh, the the first amendment of the people of faith it gives us the freedom to say to god um what is on our hearts um what's mm, on our minds and we hand it over to god um uh, but it's the, essentially that's what the book of psalms is about um is the first amendment so David, i love that yeah and i think that's true too for for th- there's ways that we could unpack that for what war in scripture means to us too Sure, is, is the sure. reflection of the reality of of um the human experience um yeah. doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that we stay there. doesn't mean that we can't imagine a new reality, but um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, one thing that I did want to talk about um, just kind of, uh, uh, I think that this is, this is tangential, but it is interesting to me how many uh, references there are to faith throughout this movie. I just never <laughs> really noticed that when I watched it before. Um, um, but looking at it through the lens of, scripture now is kind of as a pastor and, and the way in which we, we kind of exegete life around us and exegete movies there uh, there's no denying that scripture is brought up several times. And there's several people of faith. And I just, uh, one of the fascinating things to me is always how how quickly um the trenches of war and the foxhole can bring out faith in 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 people who have never experienced faith before right what's the saying
0: that there are no atheists in foxholes
1: that's exactly right that's exactly right um and that seems to be true for this movie too and it's not to belittle people who find faith in in those moments but uh it is fascinating to think about how um again spielberg seems to he just seems to be a thread where there's Clear depictions of foxhole Christianity um, that show that when our backs are against the wall and we, we, when we've reached the, the limits of our humanity um, and we're in places of complete desperation and total dependence on something beyond us, how quickly we find God in those moments. Um, and we pray for God's mercy and God's grace. And sometimes that is the way in which we discover God for the first time and not to, not to, um, again, not to belittle that in the least bit, but it almost seems like there are characters throughout this story too, or, or throughout this movie too, who are, who, who tend to embrace the abiding presence of God, um, the, 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 the long-term presence of God and have found joy and strength in God as well. Not just when they're in the foxhole, but throughout their lives. And, um, you know, you see it kind of throughout the movie and it's almost like God is always present in this movie to me. Um, uh, f- whether they are meeting in the church and you know, they're hiding out the church, whether there's like just a reference to the Romans passage that says that, you know, um, if God is forced and who can be against us, um, you know, I just didn't know if you had any, any thoughts on those two ideas. Um, yeah, I was, um,
0: it's interesting. I was listening to a a podcast, like I mentioned on this movie and, um, there, the two hosts were discussing how they interpreted, uh, the snipers Uh, prayers basically before he would, would, uh, shoot. And, um, I, I think that is the most, consistent theme of, of scripture that we hear here throughout and, right. and this quoting, mm-hmm. uh, different, different passages. And, um, you know, one of them was, was arguing, well, I, I take it to mean that like God is on their side. And so, you know, so mm. he's, he's praying, you know, for God to help him beat the Germans and God's on sure. his side. So he, so he does and then the the other was was sort of expressing something that's probably closer to where where i come down which is that this is what he needed to to pray in in this time right to give him peace to um maybe just help him justify what what Mm. you know the the action that he's about to take i've never had to pull the trigger on another person and i I can't imagine a scenario where I would, but I pray that I never will have to. And, and if, if I did, then I could probably imagine me. I I think quoting a scripture would certainly be on the table of of something that I might do prior to that. Uh, Um, and, and so I, I think that that's kind of the way that, that I imagined it. Um, but as I watched it, I found myself thinking, I wonder what the sniper he's, Cause it was, you know, toward the beginning was basically two snipers facing back and forth at each other. And I wondered, is that guy praying too? the
1: same prayer, right? Using the same passage of scripture. Yeah, exactly. Like that,
0: that would have been, again, I can't think about, I can't help but think about the, the humanity on the other side, um, as well. And And again, that's not to lessen what, what we were doing. Um, but, um, it is still to hold in high regard the fact that a person is a person. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, Let
1: me give you another image um, that uh, um, I heard, and Walter Brueggemann uh, preaches on this. So he preaches on those psalms in which we curse the other, right? Uh, the, the, they're called imprecatory psalms, the psalms of cursing. Okay, I'm very praying, nice, big, put, fancy word. Okay, Yeah. yeah totally mm-hmm. try that one on for size, but you can yeah. use that in your next sermon. Uh, Spell imprec- Brueggemann. Spell uh, and, Brueggemann. And I can't do it. <laughs> Me either. I got to Google. Uh, it imprecatory Psalms. Uh, Ben Adams. Uh, Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to throw an office references. One of hundred uh, percent Josh. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, but these imprecatory psalms, these cursing psalms, the psalms that we pray against people, um, that that are found in Scripture, that, that like have validity in our can of faith, yeah. right? Um, yeah. We um he he. He Brueggemann uses this beautiful image um, of a mom who and says that God is oftentimes like the mom who is looking out the kitchen window and she sees her two children playing and the two children are playing so closely and great and they're laughing they're having a good time and they're wrestling and it's fun and games and then something snaps in one of them and one gets hurt and the other fights back and then they both come screaming in and they both curse one another. And they're saying to their mom, you better punish him. He hit me with that stick and you better punish him. Well, he punched me and well, he did this and well, he did that. And it goes back and forth and they're praying that their mom might punish the other. Hmm. And what their mom does is instead of uh, p- enacting said punishment um, <laughs> against the other just says, it is okay for you to say that to me let me gather up those prayers and you let me handle it get it off your chest and let me take it from you and bear that burden and don't worry about what's going to happen to them um, but mm-hmm. if you need to say those words to help you feel cathartic in the moment and to have some sense of like that it's going to be handled that's fine but you let me handle it let me take that burden from you at this point so it's an Im- that, to me that's the image of the two snipers pointing at each other like you you pray those prayers of strength and you pray those prayers against one another you let me handle that and I'll, uh, I'll, you know, I'm not going to enact punishment on the other, but I'll take that burden and that concern off your chest.
0: Ben, Ben, you're being very pastoral to me today. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm
1: I'm, in a I'm presenting the, I'm the in a <laughs> these
0: challenges, these, these things that cause yeah. my heart to to wrestle and and be uh, in a state of unrest. And you're just like, hey, hey, it's all right. Let it me can tell also... you what, my, let me tell you what my friend John Wesley says. <laughs> right. What? Let me tell you about my friend. Walter Brugemar.
1: Yeah, okay? right. It Imagine a be, mother. Uh,
0: because I, I got two boys, man. That that makes yeah. absolute. So we see that every single day, every and day. that's exactly what it's like. Of course, it is. Yeah, of course. Totally. It, I love that image.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a powerful image. It could also be a warning sign to you, Paul. That I know so much about these cursing psalms um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I've studied them quite a bit. Um, you know, I've got where I'm really close <laughs> with the psalms of praying against the enemy so anyways but it's a beautiful it's it's a it's a beautiful thing um you know and to have these um so many different god references throughout this past throughout this text because i do think that um while god might seem to be so far from war uh spielberg does a great job of saying nope god's right there in the thick of it too at least he's referenced uh quite Mm -hmm. a bit Um, you're
0: right you're (laughs) right no i'm I'm grateful for that as well um okay so we we've been having some great conversation. I know we're getting short on time and we we haven't even talked about what I think are some of the very obvious spiritual themes in this. So maybe we can, we can rapid fire these, uh, but, but we can't talk about God in this film and not mention, um, you know, for me, one of the big questions that kept coming up was how much is a man's life worth? Right. Mm, Right. And, um, I kept thinking about, okay, yeah, because they send these what is it, eight guys? They send right. eight eight men yeah. on this mission, and slowly, uh, but but Picking but them painfully, surely they 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 dwindle down. They start right. to die right. uh, to save the life of Private Ryan. Right. And I kept thinking about that scripture from Genesis, where uh, Abraham is kind of pleading on behalf of of Sodom and God's you mm-hmm. "This this this city is." Is is worthless. There's, you know, there's there's nobody good in it. I'm gonna destroy it. And Abraham's like, Well, what if I can find, you know, this many righteous people? Right. And God said, Well, okay, if you find this many righteous people, then I'll save it. But you ain't gonna find them because it's Sodom, man. They're lost cause. And he says, Well, yeah. what if I can find this many righteous people i can't remember the exact numbers but basically sure. he sure he keeps it working down. it down and down and down and he gets to to like 10. 10 yeah and it's one of those scriptures where i wish he would just keep going because i'd love yeah. to see it get to one because whoa, yeah. what would a beautiful but but i think that's that's kind of the heart that's his limit <laughs> of it yeah <laughs> ten, yeah. Right, yeah abraham's like you Nine, know what i said at 10, ten.
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah
0: at 10 god I, you know i get it yeah <laughs> deal right, right but um yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's like, what is the limit of how much of uh, humanity is mm-hmm. worth saving? And, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, I, I know that I've often thought and, and said uh, in an effort to comfort others that if, if you, know, you were the only person on earth, God still would have done what, yeah. what God did and coming to us um, in the person of Jesus being made right. flesh for us to show us how to live and love and, and, uh, to die for us so that we might uh, know that God is God is near and with us in our own pain and suffering. And, um, yeah, this, this movie really helps you think about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, just to kind of take that, the other passage of scripture that brings up to it, um, piggybacking right off of you is the lost sheep right and all of the lost parables i mean there's yeah lost, there, coin, right? lost, lost coin lost coin yep. Lo- yep all of them back to back to back and the idea of like being willing to go out um uh and, and search for the one right and here's the interesting thing too i think that's really important for this that that is so poignant in this movie is that they're you know the the the, the troop battalion whatever group group of guys um, that are looking for private Ryan. There's one point which they just don't even know if Ryan's alive yet. They don't even know if it's worth it. Like there's no promise of reconciliation at all. There's no promise that this is going to be like neat and tidy and that the search is going to warrant any response or any sense of reconciliation or any resolution at all. And I think that's also a reflection of God too. God comes to us in Christ and there's no guarantee that people are going to receive Christ. In fact, mm. w- if, in fact, the moment that Jesus dies right on the cross, believers are down to zero. Everybody's gone. You lost us there, Jesus. I mean, you yep. you know, you had us at a point and then the crowds yep, kind of began to right. thin out, and then it got down to like believers, and then there was no Christians. There was no followers. John John would argue that he stayed. John, well, of course, I mean, he won <laughs> the, the one flippers, that Jesus right? loved. Yeah, the one that Jesus loved. The one that Jesus um uh, uh yeah, that he clearly made it to the tomb first, yeah. um, <laughs> as we know, Uh if you read closely. boo boo uh, Peter. <laughs> right. So, but that that idea that um, even without the and I think that's true in the uh the thing that always stands out the most to me in the prodigal son is that that story never resolves itself like you know it, it never it never gets back i mean yes the young son comes back home and, and is reunited with his dad but we don't really know if like it, it's uh, everyone lives happily ever after and we know for sure that the older brother in that story never res- like uh things aren't resolved with his with neither his brother or necessarily his dad And I think that that's the open-endedness and the invitation there Mm. that um, that is reflected in this movie. That like we are still called to go searching for, just as Christ searched for us with no guarantee, but God pursues us anyways. That's like uh, that's that shows the level of endurance and the lengths that God's willing to go, um, even if God's not certain that we're going to respond. Like God's still willing to do it the the father and the prodigal son does it the you know the the shepherd and the lost sheep the woman and the lost coin um and this battalion and saving private ryan um just shows a really accurate depiction of god um yeah that's just yeah that's a that's a beautiful theme i mean that's that to me is the most obvious biblical um reference in there definitely definitely yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's uh it's it's very obvious so yeah i'm I'm glad we named it and we got it. yeah totally and you named it beautifully my friend uh and so the the other thing that pops out to me is just a very obvious spiritual theme that that um demands naming is that final scene man or i guess not the mm. exact final scene not not when we fast forward uh to see private ryan grown up but but it does involve that because it's tom hanks's uh, captain miller yeah is basically dying words uh you know he gets he gets shot by um
1: is it a seagull uh, it
0: is it is a seagull for for um for our listeners i'm currently taking a a very difficult sermon planning retreat at uh at the beach
1: and um just for the listener i'm at your prayers i am in the office at the church so uh (laughs) just on call well all the time all the time on call
0: yeah i'm a real preacher and i only work on sundays so (laughs) at any rate
1: um so yeah so going back to the so so he's he's been
0: shot and and ironically and this is something that we haven't gotten into that the as i saw it anyway the german who shot him was the german that he saved
1: right right uh,
0: that he gave I completely forgot that until I watched the race, too. And, yeah. um, Goodness and gracious. Upham ended up, you know, ultimately killing Offing him, killing up. him. Yeah. Upham. 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 Yeah. Um, which is a, a, just a very interesting, oh. interesting little arc and, and sub story there. Uh, but so Hanks gets shot, Miller gets shot. And he's dying, and but it's obvious that the Americans are going to win because uh, the, the planes come yeah. in and uh, yeah. start, start dropping bombs on the Germans. And uh, so he can die peacefully. And Matt Damon, Private Ryan, can come up to him and, and just sort of hear his last words. And Miller pulls him close and says, earn this. Yeah. And it's it's two things right it one it's it's a emotionally powerful moment it is it's a classic line it's gut wrenching yeah um and i could see where a man who risked his life gave his life for somebody yeah. else would say that and at the same time mm. it is also one heck of a guilt trip Yeah. Or, or, or one heck of a burden to place upon somebody because we, we fast forward and we see that obviously for the rest of his life, you know, private Ryan has been trying aching, um, to live in such a way that he could earn that sacrifice. And um and it's obviously been, been weighing on him heavily. And to me, it, it raises this question of, you know, that the age old tug of war between works and grace. Right. And we right. When we think about our own salvation and things, and, and I'm just, I'm glad that, that Jesus never said to us, earn this and this isn't right. put down Captain Miller or anything like that. Again, right. I've never given my life for, for anybody. So you, you know, I'm not I'm not saying right wrong or, or indifferent, but um yeah you know, I can say that I'm grateful that that mm. Jesus doesn't uh, task us with the job of earning yeah his death because who who could ever earn the death of any person right let alone God made flesh, right. and I think that that's where we are, we are helped so much, and I think Robert Ryan would have been helped so much if he could have received that sacrifice as a gift, right? as we are invited to receive the sacrifice of, of Jesus, something freely given right. for us, um, and that we can receive uh, in that freedom with a sense of gratitude, yeah. with a sense of humility and yeah. thankfulness. And I think in, in that we are freed to, um, to live life to our fullest. It, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those paradoxes of faith, man. One of those paradoxes of life where, um, if you want Something to happen, you can't force it to happen. You, you have to let it happen freely. And so, um, yeah. by not forcing our obedience to Christ, we can look at what everything that was done for us and we could say, just as you gave your life for me, I want to give mine for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I, mm-hmm. there's no way I ever could earn this, but I, I gratefully and freely will dedicate the rest of my life to to uh yeah. trying to make your sacrifice yeah. count yeah. you know
1: yeah it's just it's interesting you know the the I, I do think that like the grace that's received in that way um warrants a response right uh, obviously i mean it's not like but i think and uh, the great in the, in the sacrifice made um, warrants a response like there's you, you can't like just not acknowledge it absolutely and I but I wish I wish that Spielberg had not said, earn this um you know <laughs> I, I wish he had said remember this right because mm-hmm. I think that that's a more um theologically well, like he didn't ask me he was probably thinking necessarily theologically um but uh when he wrote this book you know uh, who am i to, to critique saving private ryan and i mean yeah and
0: spielberg he's pretty good but i mean yeah. we he I, could take some pointers right. from us ben.
1: he could he could he didn't call uh spielberg, you <laughs> he, did. there, he didn't call bus, give us a buzz um but i do think that you know it w- might have been more appropriate it, it might have been more reflective and i would hope more um uh accurate the way that we as people of faith live Is to is if miller had said remember this right mm. And, and the sense of remembrance, um, you don't earn grace, but dear Lord, you got to remember it. Um, and that is, I think what is a, um, a, a command of scripture throughout scripture. I mean, remember the act of remembrance and, and the, the command to remember, um, is, is mentioned hundreds of times in scripture. Yeah. Um, and Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus commands them to remember, um, you know, uh, remember this night, remember this act, remember this, um, it's the way that we tell our faith. It's the way that we, um, um, uh, experience that grace over again, we're reminded of that grace. And ultimately I think that act of remembering is what allows us to then share it and to extend it to others, uh, not to earn it. You don't like, you know, um, and it, it, it that, yeah. that, that irked me. And I, 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 it was like nails on the chalkboard when you said that, um, when I saw it, uh, when I watched the movie and, and you're, you're naming it too, is this just like, not, it's not, um, who we are. And i you know, and i I, yeah, that, yeah. yeah,
0: well, and, and then to, I'm so glad you mentioned remembrance because to, to bring this whole thing all around and why we even picked this movie to begin with, um, is because, uh, it's, it's Memorial Day yeah, right. weekend, right? And, right. um, and that's what we're called to do at this time is yeah. to remember those right. who have sacrificed, um, yeah for, um, something higher than themselves. And I, you know, of course I want to be uh, careful of, of equating, you know, faith with, you know, country and and nation and all those, but, but, um, you, you can't argue the great nobility of yeah. somebody offering their life for a cause greater than themselves. And so I think that um, the way that I can best
1: mm-hmm.
0: remember and mm-hmm. honor those men and women who have given their lives now over centuries that I might live most freely yeah, uh, is to do so moving forward with gratitude, not with this, I don't feel a burden from these thousands upon thousands of people whose names I will never even know. I don't feel the burden to earn it mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. them. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that. Right. But I feel a deep, eternal yeah. sense of gratitude. Yeah. And that's that's what I will function out of and, and walk out of and live my life as yeah. a, a, a person who lives in this country. Right. Out of.
1: Yeah. The, the gratitude piece. And, and and I think that the, the, for me too, um, is it's not, so, it's not earning, uh, you know, I don't think that um, veterans say to us earn it, but I do think that the, the touch point between um, God and nation is to be um, mindful stewards of, Hmm. right um that which we have been given that which we didn't earn um that which someone yeah. did out for us um uh, to not feel guilty for it um uh, you know by, by saying earn it but but to feel that we've been given this gift um and 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 therefore we are uh asked to be good stewards yeah. um, of, of that gift um, be good stewards
0: and, of it yeah. and then and then emulate yep. the example where we have the opportunities to you know we yeah. might not yeah, yeah. have the opportunity to, give our lives in in a war, but we might have the opportunities to, you know, sacrifice in other ways for individuals, um, people in in our country, people elsewhere who need to have the chance to live more freely and to enjoy uh, the life of freedom that God desires.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, man, this has been a good talk. We've done a lot, yeah it's it's been it's been it's a really been good time
0: this is going to be a great beach listen for all of those absolutely uh, or opening Day. of the pool yeah that opening pool. of the pool yeah. that's right that's totally. all the backyard are the backyard bbqs the bbqs,
1: BBQs. Mm-hmm. eat a dog for us
0: eat, eat a dog have some baked beans and listen to this pod man yeah
1: you're gonna love it so hey man well thanks paul um we're gonna talk about canonizing it um yep. you know that's a big that's an interesting vote um That's an interesting vote. What do you think? It's
0: it's an interesting vote indeed. Oh, you know, Ben, I think that because we come from a tradition Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: includes messy life, Mm -hmm. that includes messy scripture, Mm -hmm. difficult scripture, where the noble. Can share a page with the horrific. Mm-hmm. I am in full favor of canonizing this movie because I, I think that I, I think a war movie deserves a place in in the canon for that reason. Because right. there needs to be something that speaks to uh, the ability of God to dwell in the uh, that that painful juxtaposition of of yeah. noble and, and horrific. Um and I mean you're gonna be hard pressed to to find one that does it better than this.
1: I I think uh, you know our, I they, mean, I don't I don't know if you've seen Tropic Thunder, but uh you <laughs> should uh probably give that a watch. Um so but thanks Paul. Yeah uh, yeah you know i i think i i i think i agree with you um i think it's it's good i think we gotta keep it there you know i will say that um the earn it piece um at the end Mm, that's a good point no that's a good point you kind of threw a wrench in my whole thinking of the movie by just kind of illustrating that as like a a real uh, trip up at the end Uh, that's right i'm gonna vote to keep it in there but i will say that like if if um if push comes to shove and we're looking to kind of cut some uh cut some of the the the, the movies this this might be one for that reason because there's a big flaw in it that
0: that's a that's a great point ben that's a great i I think i'm in favor of it being in there so long as we can look critically upon that piece again we're not saying
1: this is inerrant that's Oh, uh nice here we go again with but, your way of reading scripture yeah look man that. we
0: yeah. us baptists we've been beat to death with that with, with, yeah. with this whole in yeah yeah thing. tell and me so about you scripture baptist right, there's, yeah. there's trauma all over the place uh no so so yeah we're, we're not saying it's absolutely perfect or without flaw but we're sure. saying that it's it's worthy of the thought that it provokes and the um, right. spirituality that it right raises within us so uh, but 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 Mm -hmm. yes i think i think it's fair if we keep the canon fluid and if we find a better um war movie that that more um more holy and and um faithfully yeah uh you know fits then we can go with that but for now yeah i have i think same prior ryan is in there keep it in let's keep it in that's that's great Well, friends, this is the part of the podcast where Paul and Ben realize they haven't decided what movie they're going to review next, so they hastily decide, why don't we check with one of our wives and see what she would like to watch, and so I, Paul, called my wife Eliza, She's a little hard to hear at the beginning, but I soon put her on speakerphone, and you hear that she has a difficult decision between Walk the Line, one of her favorites, and another favorite that you'll probably hear a little more about in another week. Uh, I'm finishing up recording uh, with Ben, uh, and we don't know what we're going to watch next so do you have any any recommendations uh honey on what uh like i mean you're what movie would you like for us to review what's one that you that you and i can watch together and you would love to hear reviewed but you know walk the line and you never want to watch that it's not that i, I you you literally just movie. you literally just watched that the other week didn't you
1: Yeah, but you don't ever want to watch it
0: with me. Let's see here. Um, No, well, I look. This is your call. You choose. Don't think about me at all. See,
1: this is how I know you're recording the podcast at this moment because you're talking to me this way. (laughs) You're talking to you like a podcast host. Oh my gosh! Do you
0: want current? You want to go? No, I want what you you want. I I want what would make you happy to watch and an episode to listen about. Because believe it or not, the numbers on Diana the musical are not as high. As uh, as they are on some of the more I well-known know, it's titles, it's so
1: hard to believe. This is a huge question. I to, oh, um favorite movie of all time for me is is a little obscure, but it's Beaches with Bette Midler. I uh, love that one. Don't think we've ever watched that together. I do me? love Walk the Line. I think know. there's a lot of good stuff going on there that you could talk about. Oh, Jurassic um, Park. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. What? What? What did you say? Jurassic Park yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) um i love braveheart but that's pretty long that's a lot that's a big commitment yeah i'm gonna need a little bit of a break Um, from the three and a half oh my gosh this is this is this is a lot to put on me right now i feel the pressure wally do i have to decide right now
0: well i mean it's not like i've got the phone in my hands and held up to the microphone or anything oh
1: Mm. okay
0: just pick one of the two. One of the two that you mentioned. You mentioned Walt the line. You mentioned uh, uh, Beaches.
1: Mm-hmm. Which one you
0: want to watch? I've That's never seen list. Beaches.
1: Okay, let's do Beaches. Bette Midler classic. classic.
0: All right, ben <laughs> This was one of yeah. our genius. One of our Can't genius wait. ideas, buddy. That's a
1: good idea, bud. That was a great idea. <laughs> so we're watching beaches we're i mean i guess it's, it's like beaches. a. I mean i don't know i mean i don't know the premise i know that the, what's the famous song is it uh from there um uh that's not i don't know no keep going Why she sing? Why she I, I don't know keep um, keep fishing for it i'm sure yeah. you'll find it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh they sing so many things oh when i have my it, wings when beneath my yep. wings is that from that yeah i think did so did you ever know that you're my hero uh you're everything i could be something like <laughs> yeah mm. oh man okay well, beaches it, it is. sounds like we're
0: excited about it but you know what ben this is this is not just a you and me
1: podcast this S- is discovering um, god in unexpected places
0: exactly i, mm-hmm. I
1: this could be one they I'm found my- him on a beach before they might find him on a beach again that's all i'm saying uh, so <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs>
0: baby yeah. okay sounds oh, good man. well so and and in the meantime you be asking your wife for what uh what movie she thinks we need to review next um yeah, it's probably gonna so, be that way we'll at least expand the listenership from our mothers to our spouses. To our
1: spouses as well. Yeah, awesome. That's right. And this that is the way great. you grow a movement. <laughs> One person at a time. That's right, baby. That's right. Cool. Well, Paul, a very happy memorial day.
0: Happy Memorial Day to you as well. Thank you so much uh for uh for all those who, who gave uh so much for us. And yeah. um we're we're gonna try to live out of gratitude, aren't we, buddy?
1: Uh, you better believe it awesome thanks man uh we will talk to you soon and all right. uh yeah have a great week
0: all right reviewers out
1: Reviewers, peace